Welcome to Monday Morning Homilist. I'm Father Manny Alvarez. And I'm Jorge Santibanez. Every Monday morning, we dive deeper into the previous Sunday's readings and homilies. And towards the end, we veer off to talk about life and definitely talk a little sports. Enjoy. Good morning. Happy Monday, Father. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it's, if, if we're somewhat incoherent this morning, we had a weekend. Yeah, we had a weekend. Oh, man, what a weekend it was. Fair weekend. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> I feel like I run, got run over don't, by a truck. Don't let the, uh, the tone of our voice and the, and the very low energy of this morning. No, we'll bring the energy. It'll, it'll come. <laughs> It happened to me during Mass. Don't morning. let it confuse you. We had a blast. Like, oh, my God. What a, the it kids was, had more of a blast than we did. Yeah, we still had a blast, though. Mm-hmm. We had, wow. Just it was a lot of people. Just start to finish was amazing. Just to look out there and see everyone having fun. And we ran out of food in like we record ra- time. We ran out of food on Friday. We ran out of lechon. We ran out of pork on Friday. We ran out of chicken nuggets at some point on Saturday. We overdid it with the chicken nuggets yesterday. So somewhere in the school, there's a lot of chicken nuggets. Yum. And um, yeah, those they were very good. <laughs> and um, there were ribs. The ribs were amazing. They were smoked in a smoker. That was just, oof. There were so many good things. And at some point, I think it was on Saturday, I had like this mystical experience that I just stood in the middle of the blacktop, you know, watching all this, you know, insanity go on around me. I'm like, I'm responsible for all these souls. Yes. <laughs> You know, I mean, they weren't doing anything wrong. I'm just saying. It's I'm like, glad you stuck around. You didn't go running for the gate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> At some point last night, I, I wanted to be there for the end of the fair. I had to come running over here. because one of the, uh, they gave me a goldfish. And so we needed to replace the goldfish in my bowl, which is, you know, what, what's the average lifespan of a fish in my, in my goldfish bowl? A month and a half, maybe? If oh, you're, the first one lasted quite a bit. Three months, yeah. The first one lasted three months, so. And then you haven't, so, you haven't had the best of luck since. Yeah, I know. What, you know, what, what are you going to do? So, I mean, I, I went running over there and people thought, oh, Father's running out of here so he doesn't have to clean up. <laughs> no, we, we were out there. It was amazing. I posted a picture on the, on the, on the school Instagram page. Uh, the fair ended at 8. At 9.38, all the booths were taken down. The lights that formed the, those beautiful string of lights yeah. over the blacktop were gone. And it was just, and I just stood there going, wow. You know, two hours ago, this place was jumping, and now it's like a ghost town. And I walked in this morning and walked some of the field, and it was, first of all, the field is gone. Yeah. It needs to be replaced. And and God bless the people from the carnival company. They tear that, they, they tear that thing down, and I don't, they don't sleep nope. all night. They're, some things have gone because I saw, because the, the blacktop, we kind of hosed it down last night, and it was just filthy this morning with all the tire tracks coming in. But... The kids were here this morning. You know, they were happy. One of them was like when <laughs> one of the little girls, as she was walking by and seeing all the rides, you know, already, you know, taken down, she makes like that pouty face yeah. like, oh, it's over. But they had a blast. The kids had a blast. Parents in, were incredible working. The, you know, it's just, a, you know, for the pastor to see, you know, his people just slaving away and just, you know, like giving everything they have to serve the school, to serve our parish, it's just amazing so it was a great weekend and um literally the best 
that our parish has to offer. Absolutely. Like, it's, this is our parish at its best. No, and what happened was I was seeing people. Uh, <laughs> there was two girls I met that were friends of uh, our eighth graders I met last night from Blessed Trinity. They had their fair next weekend. And they... <laughs> They were there. I'm like, what? You, you, you're coming? You know, you know, they're getting ready. They can't, they we can't just, get it up. We ruined it for them? No. No. And I think those rides may be going over to Blessed Trinity after after us. So it was funny. But and we had kids from Epiphany. We had kids yep. from St. Thomas, from the Episcopal schools around us. They were, I mean, there were a lot of kids, a lot of faces I didn't recognize from our school. So it was just wonderful. And see so many families that are being, you know, were drawn in by, invited by other families. And that's what it's all about. And they see the beauty of St. Teresa yep. and of Little Flower, you know, just seeing everybody work and seeing everybody pitch in and, and, and just, and they, and everybody just coming up to me, Father, this is incredible. Father, this is so wonderful. It's so great we do this for the kids. We're so great we do it for the families. And that's what it is. And yep. your kids had fun. They had a blast. But your son wants uh, a dumpster truck next year. Yes. He's, he's all into garbage trucks. Garbage right trucks, now. dump trucks. And cement mixers. Cement mixers. Anything with wheels, basically. No, but big things with wheels. Because <laughs> the thing is, anything with wheels. If he was after like you know hot you know Hot Wheels cars, okay, that's normal. But he has a no, fixation big right. Big trucks. Right now, it's fixation with videos of. He was very specific with me. He is he is all of two years old. Tells me very clearly. He goes, I want a dump trunk. You know, he wants a garbage, garbage truck, truck, a cement mixer, and a dump truck. Yep. Very specifically, he wants all three. And I'm like, okay. I mean, we usually get them the first two, you know, the, the, the first and the latter first, and then but the cement mixer. All right, so you heard to... it here first. Santa's coming in on a cement mixer next year. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> like I gave him the fire truck. I told him Santa's coming in a fire truck. He's like, like, no, nah, eh, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in the fire truck. <laughs> I want a cement mixer or a garbage truck. Yeah. So that's my son. That's your son. He was running around yesterday. He was he was having fun. But you know, Father, what I loved this this entire weekend, and there's so many moving parts to it. You know, I, I sat in on, on some of the committee meetings and, you know, I, I saw the back end, you know, the months and months of prep that goes into this and so many things that can go wrong. And this entire weekend, you know, there were little fires here and there that are naturally going to happen with an event of nugget. this size. But start to finish, you know, I, don't, I didn't see one person upset or frustrated. I mean, maybe frustrated with their kids, but... You know, there was just this this sense of overwhelming joy, not just from the kids. I mean, obviously, it's infectious when you see all the kids having fun, but even among the parents grouped together, you know, the class reunions going on in the in the beer and wine garden, you know, just this this uh, the opportunity to come together as a parish and just be together, you know, and just the the overwhelming joy that naturally springs up from that was just that was my favorite part to see, and it keeps building. Yep. I mean, I just, I mean, I just see this is my, because we were out, this is my third one because we missed one during, because of COVID, but I, I just see it building every, every, every year, just building more and more and getting more momentum and more people coming and, and people want to gather and have a good time and, and want to gather and bring their children to a safe place and, and, and have fun. And, uh, it cost them a pretty penny. I, I saw some people laying down big monies and and I and I saw the tallies last night yep. I was like whoa um but yeah we collected 96,000 tickets and food yesterday that's amazing I mean not yesterday over the weekend and I was like what and that's just collected I mean food tickets are sold and some you no. probably emptied your pockets last night and found food tickets that you didn't use 
not they're not uh, they're not the redeemable at next year's <laughs> fair. Uh, so probably be a different color. But but now that it was just incredible. Go, we sold ninety six thousand. What? I'm I'm looking at that and it's like, yeah. wow. Compared to sixty four thousand last year, and I thought last year we were like, well, we'll never top mm-hmm. this. So we keep out doing ourselves, and that's just the hand of the Lord at work in 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 our community, and and just the community keeps built, keeps growing, keeps building, and um, and that's thanks to our wonderful volunteers and everyone who did something, and all our wonderful sponsors who helped us get to this and and helped us, uh, you know, put this on, and it, it is impressive what they what they put together, and and God bless them, and thankfully it's only once a year. No, I remember Deacon Flate is telling me on Saturday night he had his all his children there and all his grandchildren yep. there. And he goes, Father, you should do this more often. It's rare that I have all my children and grandchildren. I goes, yeah, yeah, let's do it every week. Come on. Um, yeah, somebody would kill me. If we did it, especially starting with the, the neighbors. neighbors. Yeah, yep. the neighbors. Will, yeah, and the neighbors, so so far, haven't said anything. So, And they never. And since I've been here, they never said anything. So, yeah, but that was know, the it, weekend. But it's all for the kids. And, it's, it's all for and the at kids. the end of the day, it's all for one kid. Yeah, that's what I started off the homily with yesterday. It's like everything, just like the, the, the fair. You know, we do it for the kids. We do it for our child, our children, and everything we do this month during this Advent is geared towards one child, the Christ child. And if you look at the readings, and especially the readings yesterday, you look at the readings throughout Advent, all the meditations, everything. It's just us being able to gaze upon that Christ child. You know, to prepare. For his coming, and so we have yesterday, John the Baptist introduced in the gospel. He's out there, you know, repeating the words of Isaiah: "Prepare mm-hmm. the way of the Lord, make straight his paths." And we're slowly building up. We were talking about it in a meeting this morning. Slowly building up towards Christmas, which is you know still three weeks, you know one shot, one day shy of three yep. weeks away. So we have a long Advent this this year, which is great. Plenty of time to prepare, and. We're preparing the way for a child, just like we, you know, you were talking, you were talking about all those fair meetings, preparing all that for the children, you know, months and months of work going back, you know, into into the summer, probably even before the summer. Mm-hmm. I think the first meeting was before school let out last year. It was just a slow build. Also, you know, we got to do this, we got to do that, and so many intricate parts that go into putting on a fair, where it's pretty simple when it comes to the preparing for the birth of Jesus. We're the ones who complicate yeah, it. Big time. <laughs> we, you know, have fair we have you know we have fairs, we have uh we have uh dinners, we have holiday parties that in your work that are not called Christmas parties. You know, we have all these things. And they're all good and they're all well, but are they preparing us for Jesus? They're fun. We have a blast. I think we have one tonight, don't we? We do. Yep. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> on, on December fifth. There you oh go. My I've lost track already. Yeah, <laughs> it's Monday, so we're recording the podcast. So we have all these things, and they're they're all well and good, but do they prepare us spiritually for the Messiah? And that's what we have to ponder and and and, and take with us every day to prayer in Advent. Yeah, yeah, and you know, as a staff, as as you know, myself as a, as a DRE, you know, when I when I get up there every Wednesday and Saturday with the religious head families. You know, when we're walking the halls as teachers, as administrators, you know, and at the end of the day, as, as you as pastor, you know, getting up there every Sunday and, and preaching to the to the community. It, the the challenge is, you know, kind of hit the brakes, people, because we 
it, you, I, I was just saying it after the meeting. You know, you look outside; it it looks like Christmas. It smells like Christmas. You know, it, it sounds like Christmas, but it's not Christmas yet. You know, so it's it literally getting up there and going. I know you're excited, but you know, box it up for a few more weeks because we're not there yet. You know, and, and just kind of redirecting. Yeah, you know, and, and I I love to think that you know my kids, as the fair was coming, you know, as the I, we were telling them it was coming, and they, you know, they started to get excited, and then the first ride would would come in, and they saw it, and they'd start getting excited. You know, I we'd drive by the field every day to to drop off Lexi, so she'd see this building up little by little, you know, and she knows, oh, it's almost here, it's coming, and you could you could feel the excitement bubbling up in her, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's you know, because we have such a long advent this year. I think it, it's an extra challenge because it's. We, we get the full four weeks so it's not just tell you know reminding people to hit the brakes it's it's hit the brakes for another three weeks to go here like christmas trees might start to brown before <laughs> before christmas actually hits you know so it's it's the it's a challenge but it's such a blessing to to be in that position mm-hmm. you know to to remind people you know, to, to refocus them and say, yes, I know you're excited. I, I know it's so easy to get distracted. And, and, you know, like you said, you've got the holiday parties and the Christmas parties and, and that you're, some gift exchanges are happening already. What? And that's all, that's all good and well, but what is it really about? Oh, I did get a gift last week. You know, what is it? I got a, I got a few gifts already yeah. and some good ones too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but what is it really about? And, you know, the, the good old bumper sticker, you know, keep Christ in Christmas. You know, and, and to to have the opportunity, and this doesn't just apply to you and, and me and, and a teacher. You know, it applies to every single baptized Christian out there, you know, because we're all called to be missionary disciples. You know, to go out in the world and say it's it's Advent. You know, the world wants to make it Christmas already, you know, commercialized Christmas, but we're still in Advent, and we're we're building up to something. And what we're building up to is the celebration. And boy, are we going to be Jesus immersed Christ. in that this weekend? Yep. <laughs> and it, and it listen, and we enjoy it. You know, you took your kids to Merrick Park. Was it oh, two for, weeks ago yeah, to, yeah. for the lighting of the Christmas the tree. tree? Yep. Uh, you know, we we love everybody loves it. That's fine. You go out there, you see lighting of Christmas trees. You see, you know, you know Hanukkah's coming up for the Jewish people. Yep. And and I was last year I was part of a Hanukkah dinner. It was yep. absolutely beautiful. Uh, and we and we revel in it. We we want everything. I just realized I haven't really begun in earnest to listen to Christmas carols. You know, I think may I've played one or two, but not deliberately. I was listening to normal music last yeah. week. In, no, I, in I, I, I pumped it. I pumped it throughout the house while we were decorating. Oh, that that's normal. Because you know, you, I would I would do that when I would you know in the old days when I would sit down and do Christmas carols. I haven't busted out the hot chocolate. Though. Yeah, when it's, I would do Christmas, it's still too hot for hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah, it was it was chilly this morning, but. No, I would do it when I would do my Christmas cards, but after after eight parishes, that list yeah. of Christmas cards that I would personally do would I was getting too much, and and I kind of yep. stopped enjoy doing it, you know, three years ago, and just stopped. You know, maybe one day I'll go back to it, but see, but you, that's one other thing. It's like people are like, oh, I got to do Christmas cards. Oh, I got to go Christmas. Yeah, it becomes a chore. Uh, and Christmas is it supposed to be a chore. And that's why I love that the church gives us John the Baptist on week two. Mm-hmm. You know, because he is he's the first one to. Literally go up there and pump the brakes and say, hold on, people. <laughs> Wait a second. There's All something right. else coming. There's something big coming, and, and you better you better get ready. 
You know, he's saying prepare the way of the Lord. I remember years ago, this is 15, 16 years ago, I, I preached a homily on this on this gospel. It reminded me, this is going to sound so stupid. I was I was young and stupid. Uh, I was preaching uh, on this homily, and it reminded me of a line from Spaceballs. You know, <laughs> uh, a Mel, great Mel Brooks spoof of, uh, of Star Wars. And... Um, you know, when they're looking through a video, you know, like prepare for light speed or prepare for ludicrous speed, and he goes, prepare to fast forward, prepare to fast forward. He goes, and and then you know, the Rick Moranis' character just just stop. We're preparing, preparing. You're always preparing. Just go. All right, just go. <laughs> and you know, he's like, he get he gets you know, because he didn't prepare. He, he didn't put his seatbelt yeah. on for the fast, <laughs> you know, for ludicrous speed, and he just went, you know, flying through the ship and hit his head, and. Uh, and I'll never forget Rick Moranis going, he goes, did, did we pass them? <laughs> yeah. He goes, everybody good? Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> why, why don't we take a five-minute break? <laughs> All right, smoke them if you got them. Boom, <laughs> and he falls down. <laughs> and I remember I was thinking about that because he's like, preparing, preparing. We're always preparing. Just go. You just ruined John the Baptist, right? I know I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Sorry. But it was something that was on my mind because it was, you know, we don't like the preparation. No, nope. we like the, we like the, the the things that that we're preparing for. Whether it be a wedding, whether it be a party, whether it be a birthday or Christmas or a fair, you know, we like the actual thing. That's the preparing part that we have trouble with yep. because you know we have to put the hard work into the preparing. Mm-hmm. That that's where you know the fair doesn't get done overnight. You know, the fair gets done because there's a months of preparation go into it. You know, the homily isn't done, you know, overnight. I wish sometimes, you know, it takes preparation. Father Andrew's methodical about mm-hmm. it, you know. So it's this, these three, these three weeks of Advent that are left, you know, it's, it's putting the hard work in and saying, and this is something I was talking about in my homily this morning. You know, you know, you had several instances this morning where you saw the, the Advent of thing come, our God comes to save us. And we say, come Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. But it, it's in Isaiah. And when you say our God comes to save us, okay, number two things there. He's coming, but what is he coming to save? And I said, okay, is there if there one is there one thing, is there one thing in your life that if Jesus comes and appears for you right now and said, I'm gonna remove this from your life, it could be a sin, a vice, a bad habit, maybe a person that Influences you, influences you badly, uh, whatever it is. If you knew that Jesus is coming to take that one thing away, and that taking that one thing away would bring you closer to holiness, yep. of course, that's why we repeat: "Come, Lord Jesus, come and save us." Our God is coming to save us. He's coming to vindicate us. He's coming to bring order, and that's what Isaiah's you know reading yesterday from the eleventh chapter. It's it's the ideal Davidic king, is what it's titled. You know, Jesus is the son of David, messianic title. Jesus is the king who is, you know, that everyone has longed for. The thing is that they were thinking of someone more militaristic like mm-hmm. David, with, you know, with opulence and all that. And now Isaiah presents us with this king who is going to reestablish order, but not the order that the Israelites wanted or, or the Jewish people wanted. He comes to restore order to, to salvation, and, and, and you have these, you know, crazy, impossible images in yesterday's first reading. You know, the wolf shall be a guest of the lamb, 
and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat. The calf and the young lion shall, shall browse together with a little child to guide them. The cow and the bear shall graze together. Their young shall lie down. The lion shall eat hay like the ox. The baby shall play by the viper's den. And the child's, child lay his hand on the adder's lair. Uh, they shall not harm or destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as water covers the sea. Beautiful. On that day, the Lord shall again take in, take in hand to reclaim the remnant of his people. So he brings everything together. He restores order. And he restores order by putting, you know, usually adversaries. You know, you have the wolf and the lamb, you know, coming together. And where we, wolves usually would eat lambs. And they're hanging out. Yep. The wolf shall be a guest of the lamb. The lion will eat hay. You know, lions don't eat hay. They're carnivores. So all this, you know, enmity, which we heard about at the beginning of creation, in the, in the, in the fall of man, Jesus comes to restore that. Jesus comes to bring that. And then that beautiful line in verse 6, with a little child to guide them. Let me just read from that 6th verse uh, from the Bible commentary. It says, This picture of the idyllic harmony of paradise is a dramatic symbol of universal peace and justice under the rule of the new Davidic king. The peace and harmony even among carnivores and their natural prey in this description suggests a paradisaic aspect of the reign of the new king. So we're, we'll be in paradise. That's what Jesus comes to do. But how do we bring paradise into our life? It just doesn't, it just, just, just doesn't happen. Just like everything worth having in life, anything worthy, anything good, we have to work for it. And sometimes that work is hard. And sometimes you want Often, to, oftentimes that yeah. work is hard. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we have to put the work in and say, like what, like I said in my homily this morning, it's, you know, what is that? And I just had, I just concentrated on one thing. What's that one thing that proverbial thorn in your side, as Saint Paul would say? What's that one thorn that, if you could have Jesus come and save you and remove it from you, what would it be? Identify it, call it out by name, and say, this needs to be gone. But here comes the hard part. Do we really want it to be gone? Because we get into, you know, bad relationships with other people, with vices, with addictions, with sin, and we're like, yeah, well, you know, I'll just go to confession on Saturday. And it's no big deal. You know, I got a free pass on Saturday. But what if we don't make it to Saturday? We've talked about this a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, what if we don't make it? There was a neighboring parish that whatever we reason i don't know what it was a couple weeks ago the priests weren't available and they and they had denounced it that they couldn't have confessions on saturday well if you weren't there the week before and you're so used to showing up and you see church closed happened during the lockdown so we have to always be aware of where is it that we're at and during this happen i said i said concert one one thing just one thing you know i know a lot of parents tell tell their kids hey what do you want for Christmas? Just ask for one thing. Now, you may give them one thing, but then come grandparents and uncles and aunts and cousins, and they bring them other things, mm-hmm. which are like, joy, yay, more and stuff. And more for stuff. The- and more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow. It's, it's, and a little more stuff. And it's a lot. Yeah. But one thing, one thing we could remove from our life, one thing that could prevent, that yeah. prevents us from being holy, what is that one thing? Yeah, but, but then the crazy part is, Jesus will take away that one thing, 
and then if we're open, he'll take away everything. Yeah, you know. So so we you know just by focusing on one thing, and yes, that's a good place to start. But we don't want to put a limit on the Lord either, because that's that's the beauty of the Lord is is He wants to take away that one thing, and He wants to take away every other thing that keeps us from Him. Yeah, and He doesn't and He doesn't mind. He says, "Yeah, I'll take it on. Give it give it all to me." And that's His grace working in us. But it's that, you know. But, but the thing is, if we have to prepare, yep. if we have to work at something, you know, let's keep it simple. Let's work on that one thing we need in our life to, to you know, put things in order. If we want to put things, we want to prepare the way of the Lord. Mm-hmm. If we want to make straight the path. If we want to put order back into our life, what's that one thing in your life that doesn't bring order? That brings disorder. That brings chaos. That brings unhappiness. You know. Doesn't bring the joy that we're going to celebrate this coming Sunday on Galatia Sunday. What is that thing that doesn't bring us joy? You know, we think it may bring us joy. We think it may bring it, but it, we don't. We know it doesn't. We know it doesn't. So when you when you hear these beautiful images of you know these these natural adversaries, you know, laying together and 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 being guests of one another and and all that, and a little child will guide them goes back to the the crib of gazing upon the Christ child, realizing this child has come into the world to bring us hope. This child has come into the world to save us. And we and the thing is we take that for granted. Just saying that it's so powerful. Come Lord Jesus, come and save us from ourselves, from you know, from sin, from darkness, from Everything that is not good for us, save us. You know, how many times have we heard about relationships and you hear, oh, Father, this, uh, this, this, this wife of mine, she saved me. Or this husband of mine, she, he saved me. So many times I hear that. Mm-hmm. And that's the love of Jesus Christ. But Jesus comes to save us. You know, think about that. We take it for granted. We sing about it. We, we hear about it in, during Advent. We, we read about it, but what does it really mean? Does it have the impact that it should that it should have? Jesus comes to save us. What does it mean to you? You know, what does it mean, and how are you preparing for the coming of your salvation? You know, are you or do you want to be saved? <laughs> that's that's another part. Do you want to be saved? Ah, I'm I'm good, Father. My life is good. I'm okay. I don't need anything. No, you don't. You can always use more Jesus. Never enough. That's a, that's a coffee mug right there. Right? All you need is a, a little coffee and a, and a lot of Jesus. <laughs> okay. Just need more need more Jesus. That's all you need. And and so we uh, got to prepare. So when John the Baptist, and, and the thing is that John the Baptist is some mince words. He really goes for the jugular mm-hmm. because he sees all these Pharisees and scribes and Sadducees coming over and observing him. What does he call them? A brood of vipers. We hear the word viper twice in yesterday's readings. You brood of vipers. You know, not much different from his cousin who also goes at the Pharisees. You know, so many times we're Pharisaic and we were like, oh, we don't need salvation. We don't need to be washed from our sins. We're fine. I'm, f- I'm fine. You know, I'm thinking of that of that gif of Ross from Friends going, I'm fine. 
Okay? <laughs> You're not. We have to recognize that there is a God-sized hole in our heart, mm -hmm. and only Jesus can fill that. And so what are we doing to prepare? We're doing all these things to prepare for Christmas, all these external things. What are we doing in the interior? That's what's important. You know, and I think some people struggle with Advent because they don't want to be called out. You know, they they don't want this. You know, they want to jump straight to Christmas because that's the that's the fun stuff. You know, that's the, the you know I get my presents, I get my gifts, I get family time. You know, vacation. You know, all the all the good stuff comes you know Christmas and afterwards. But people and and it's the same with Lent. We're uneasy with it. We're uneasy with the silence. We're uneasy with the with the reflection, with the with the the work, because we don't want Jesus to call us out. You know, but but even when he's calling out, and Saint John the Baptist, the same when he's calling out the Pharisees, you know, he's calling them out not to condemn them. He's calling them out to say like, "Hey, wake up! You know, you you got it wrong, and I want to help you, but I can't force it on you." You know, so so I'm gonna call you out on X Y Z, but let me walk with you to show you the way. You know, and and that's that's the part of Advent that we need to embrace. You know, and and again, we've said it multiple times. That's why we I, why I love this extra long, not extra long, but but the full four weeks of Advent, because it's gonna make us uneasy uh, by the time. Christmas Eve arrives, we're gonna the itch is gonna be real because we've had to wait that extra week this this year. You know, usually it's three, three and a half, three and a couple of days, but we got the full four weeks this year. You know, so by the time Christmas comes around, yeah, the the it, you're we're literally gonna be sitting there like, is it Christmas already? Come on, I want it, I want it to be here already. You know, worse than the kids. <laughs> yep. You know, but but again, do we are we embracing this challenge? You know, the, the challenge of this season. So what are you doing concretely in your spiritual life to prepare the way of the Lord? What is that one thing you need salvation from? What is that one thing that you need to be saved from, that Jesus needs to save you? You know, because we're, we're waiting for him. He's coming to save you. You just have to open your heart. And... So what are you doing concretely? And you're doing all these things. You're decorating homes. You're you're going to all these Christmas parties. You're going. You're doing all this Christmas shopping, and that's all great. But are we taking time each day to sit down with these Advent readings? To sit down with Advent reflections? To sit down with all the wonderful resources we have at our disposal, and whether it be podcasts or or you know other reflections or or books or 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 the sacred scripture? They're right there. Read Isaiah and read this, you know, the third chapter of Matthew that talks, you know, where John the Baptist talked yesterday. You know, sit with these readings, sit with these reflections, and do work on the interior preparation so that we can truly say, come Lord Jesus, come and save us. Yes, yes, the you, the you, the you. A running back. Wow. That's your fiance's boy. Exactly. 
It's you a no-brainer. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> that guy just... No, but... Just... No. Get out of here. What was that last night? And then the Dolphins had to ruin the fair. Oh, they didn't ruin it. San Francisco did. But, oh, my goodness. I wasn't even paying attention. You, you saw... You saw. I saw, I saw a little bit of it, but... You were there. We were all watching. It was, fun. It was great fun to watch it with everybody. It was. I, I told you off just before we started recording. I'm going to be useless this segment. Because <laughs> I saw a whole lot of nothing this weekend. Um, I kind of know what's going on, but yeah, don't ask me about anyone because... <laughs> Listen, when you, when you go into a game... Against probably one of the best defense, if not the best defense in the NFL. Oh, you got to be flawless. Uh, no, and, and you're going without your two tackles. Yep. You might as well take Hill and, and Waddle off the field. You know, yes, Tua, did he play poorly? He played poorly. There were throws that he should have made that well, he didn't I, make. I did see some, like, those would have been runaway touchdowns. Yeah, and, Jeff and Wilson And he missed won. them. Carly kept, you know, I was watching with Carly and he kept going that Jeff Wilson was wide open on a wheel route and he would have been gone. Uh, there were things that, that the game was there to be won. Obviously, we, 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 we knocked out Garoppolo. He's out for the season. Poor kid. He can't catch a break. And, um, and San Francisco was, was poised. I look at this team, and I'm like, this team is poised for a Super Bowl run because I don't see any big com- – I, I still don't trust the Eagles. Still don't trust Minnesota. I trust what I see in San Francisco because of that defense. Um, be interesting to see when and, – and I don't and obviously you can't trust Dallas because Dallas is just – Dallas, but uh, but that's a legit legit defense, and then the the uh, the offense is a mirror image of our offense mm-hmm. because that's where McDaniel learned it from. And the first play from scrimmage, my goodness, whew, right from the get go, bam, touchdown, seventy yards, seventy five yards, and we're off and running, and then we couldn't do much of else. And yes, Tua looked bad, and and then all the Tua haters have been very quiet the last mm-hmm. two. They started rearing their heads again. Oh, stop. Just stop. I mean, the kid's good. Just leave him. I mean, you go out there without two tackles and face, you know, Nick yeah. Boza for is it Nick or Joy Boza? Nick Boza, you know, you know, for, for, for four quarters and see how that goes. Yeah. So Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant. The last, the last how about pick, that? <laughs> the last pick. He made some big time throws. Yep. He made some big time throws. But having McCaffrey back there, what a game. Oh, yeah. That's a game changer for San Francisco. And Debo Samuel and all these weapons they have a George Kittle, you know, on that offense. That's like why they pick Trey Lance? Still don't know. Don't get. It. I we don't care. We gave him the pick, and netted us Waddle, mm-hmm. Cheetah, and uh, and Chubb. So, and and we were pressuring him. We were getting in his face, but he was making big time throws, Mister Elvin. Uh, that was one game, you know. But we'll see what happens the rest of the way for for San Francisco, and also for us. This Chargers game on Sunday night—that's a big yeah. one. That's well, I said, you know, better get the loss out of the way now. Rather no no losses, but well, you know, yeah, but you know because we have the Chargers this Sunday and then following weekend time to, at the Bills. Time to start a new streak right now. They're staying on the West Coast. Yep, that's fun. So the Dolphins did that. Uh, it was, you know, it was that. It was Tua just had a bit. But you know what? You know there were other players that had Kansas City lost yesterday. And we're, you're allowed to lose. It's like mm-hmm. oh, yeah, the Dolphins need to know it's not over. Bunch of games left. Yep. Bunch of meaningful football. Meaningful football left. So, if we could transition to college football, the rankings came out. You wanted chaos. Ah, uh, we almost got like total chaos. USC loses on Friday night in the Pac-12 championship game. Badly. 
very badly. Then start off Saturday with TCU Kansas State and TCU gets her first loss. And we're like, oh, yep. three and four have gone down. Here come, what, what, what are two and one going to do? Well, two and one took care of business. Yep. You know, Michigan took care of their business. Georgia really took care of their business. It's like, why bother? Yeah, just put the, just go just straight Georgia. to it. It's just Georgia. Or just have, you know, if it would have been the old BCS, you have Georgia, Michigan, that's it. Yep. Two undefeateds and go at it. Yep. Now, the committee comes out yesterday and they put Georgia, Michigan, Ohio, um, TCU stays where they're at, even with one loss, which I agreed with. Yep. And then Ohio State, which didn't play. And now, if TCU, if TCU would have lost in regulation, do they do they yeah, stay? I think they stay there. I mean, but because I mean, they they came back late, yeah, they did. to tie it, force overtime. They missed missed a touchdown by, by an, an inch. inch. Yeah, uh, everybody's saying that that uh, Georgia got the short end of the stick because they faced probably what is a better team in Ohio State than TCU in that first semifinal. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, that's that's a. That's I still a pretty, think they run away with it. You they, know, I I, th- I do. They I do look, too. They, I mean, they I, get better. They've they've been getting better. But it would it would have been interesting to see, even though I don't like rematches. You know, that's why when we came to the ACC and we didn't go, we didn't the cane didn't follow the script. Uh, I was talking to somebody about it on um, Florida State fan Father Andrew and I were talking to Florida State fan on Saturday. That when the Canes came in the ACC, we expected every year to be Florida mm. State, Miami, the ACC champion. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not into that. That's why you play one game a year. What, yep. what does that game in the regular season at Doak or at, at, at Hard Rock mean? Yep. If we're playing again for all the marbles in the, in the championship game. And we haven't we haven't played each other. The Canes have only played once in that game. Um, so I I don't like rematches. So Michigan, I say, been there, done that. We've seen this movie. And this was the end of the movie. Michigan routed. Ohio State. That's the game. Yep. They can meet again in the national championship. And which Georgia and Alabama have done already twice in the last three or four years. So I didn't mind the thing. What I did mind was Nick Saban going to national television to yeah. why a two-loss Bama team should be in there. We talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. Man. Oh, no. We've played better the last few weeks. So? Boo-hoo. You, so, I know we all, we all thoroughly enjoyed him crying himself to sleep. So I didn't see I didn't see anything yesterday, but I'm sure he was out there going, no, no, no we shouldn't we shouldn't be in the Sugar Bowl. That's Belichick. The, That's you you got to admit the, the twelve team playoff this year would have been would have been fun. There, oh, let me I'll look it up, but I mean there there was, I mean there's plenty of because uh, there's some good teams. Where um, it's somewhere on, it's somewhere in there, but they they put a bracket that they put a bracket out of what the twelve team playoff would look like, and here it is. So the way it works is. The top six conference champions would go on. So it's not. This is not the top four that we got yesterday. Right. So Georgia, Michigan, Clemson, Utah would get first round buys. Yeah. They're the top four re- highly highest ra- ranked highest ranked champ. conference champs. Yeah. Now these first round matches would be on campus. Oh, Tulane God, at TCU. Okay. At Tul- at Tulane. No, at Tulane. That's right, because Tulane's yeah. a conference champion. You're right. You're right. You're right. Tulane's a conference champion. They are the group of five champion. They won the American. I mean, come on. That game will be fun. TCU at Tulane. That would be fun. They, they played well. Uh, Ohio State at Penn State. Or or is it the other way around? I yeah, know it's it says verse, so. I mean, I don't. I, does it, it doesn't matter. One of those teams, but they played already. I was talking about I don't like rematches. Mm-hmm. Alabama, USC. 
at USC. No, I think it's. I think or is it's it the other way around. No, I think it's the other way around. I think it's the high. You go to the the, 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 the highest high, rank. Okay. Yeah, would yeah, be, yeah. So it'd be Tulane okay, at so TCU, Tulane at TCU. Penn State at Ohio State, USC at Bama. When when did you was USC ever played in Tuscaloosa? Have they ever played in Tuscaloosa? Interesting. Kansas State at Tennessee. So those five game, one, two, three, four, four, four sorry, games. four games, would be played on campus. Now here's the problem. And then the quarterfinals would be four bowl, four of the New York Six Bowls. And then the, the two seven. semifinals yep. with the other two New York Six mm-hmm. Bowls, and then the national and then champion, the neutral, neutral type. Uh, but here's where you know I think the top four get gypped a little bit in that they can't host a game. Let's say a next round game, a quarterfinal should be on campus also, and just keep the you know keep the rota- I would keep the rotation as is. Every two years, a New Year's Six would get a semifinal because the now and Father Andrew said it the other day. The bowl games have been rendered. Mean useless because now you have a playoff. Yeah, they're still going to do it and they're still going to get trophies. So you're going to get trophies for a quarterfinal win. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get a trophy for a semifinal win. And you're going to get a tro- hopefully a big trophy at for a national title win. Fine. It's great. But it's not the, it doesn't mean the same as it did in the old days. Yeah. Whereas now you have all these players that are opting out because the bowls are meaningless. Totally meaningless. Yep. Compared to college football playoff now that it's going to 12 games and that all happens starting in 2024 won't yeah, be not, next year. not next year but it's fun to look at this matchup right now that i mean that's more more football for us i was reading an article that day that means that the season would have to start you know with the proverbial week zero mm-hmm. weekend before labor Day. that's going to be when the season starts so that's when you get rid of you get your bethune cookman's in and your florida and i'm games fine in. with it so get started early and then championship weekend happen on thanksgiving weekend and I believe, I don't know if the quarterfinals would be the week after. Probably not. Maybe they'll give them two weeks to prepare. But it'll be fun. More college football. That's always a good thing. So you play the four quarterfinals. Maybe they play two on, one on Friday, three on on Saturday. Now, I don't like this year. Oh, we were talking about this. Yeah. You and I were t- New Year's Eve. Again. Again. Because the thing is, New Year's Eve is on a Saturday. So Sunday, we can have, you know, whenever New Year's falls on a Sunday, mm-hmm. the college football takes out because the NFL takes over and they play. The Rose Bowl is going to be on January 2nd. It's like, no, man. Rose Bowl is supposed to be. Now, I don't know if they're doing the, the parade on the 2nd. It doesn't matter. But you go from the parade to the to the game. Right. But it's still going to be at 5 o'clock on, on the 2nd, which is a national holiday anyways. Yeah. But New Year's Eve. So the Peach Bowl starts. 8 o'clock game? Yeah, it's going to run up against midnight. It goes right up into midnight. So it's like you're at a party and you, you, you got an eye on the game and – Thankfully, we have no vested interest. We think that, but Georgia Ohio State is going to be a good game. I mean, maybe for half, but right. I mean, LSU gave them a quarter of a, you know from what I saw. So college football gets interesting. Uh, World Cup, World Cup. Oh, it's been fun. It has, and the U.S. came. It, you, you had know. you had that group of sixteen. Uh, no, in your that in your a, preseason, a, uh, in your no pre, Germany in your pre-tournament picks, right? No, no Germany. <laughs> No Denmark, no no Uruguay. I mean, that was just. Is, is almost, France running away with this thing though? I didn't see a minute of France. I haven't even seen the the highlights of that match. I know that Mbappe went off. Uh, I think if Brazil doesn't get their players healthy, because I yep. thought Brazil would give them. Brazil looked really good in in, in their early uh, matches. Uh, France, they just. Look unstoppable. Yep. It's been sixty. I want to say it's been sixty years since we had repeat champions. It's France, France is the Georgia of the World Cup. <laughs> well, yeah, it looks like it because they they they're just running away with it. But 
some intriguing quarterfinals. Ne- Let's go to the Netherlands. They tactically played mm-hmm. such an incredible match against the U.S., who played a very played very well. But Netherlands said, "You guys want to, you know, you guys want to kick the ball around? Okay, yo, how cute! Go kick the ball around, tie ourselves out, and when you make a mistake, you know what we're gonna do? We're Ping, gonna bam, count. pass, yep. pass, pass, goal. And all three of the Dutch goals were back post goals where we didn't mark a guy or we didn't defend a guy, and it was like, come on. But let's talk long term. U.S. That was a young team." Very young team. Yeah, Christian's going to be 27 when World Cups comes. He's played here in four years. And Gio Reyna will be, I believe, 24. Will he see the field? Oh, dear <laughs> Lord. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> Ricardo Pepe, we didn't even, make, didn't even make the roster and should have made the roster just for the experience. All these guys are, are still going to be young. Got a goalkeeper. Played well. Mm-hmm. Played really well. Uh, I mean, those back post, you can't defend. He's... he's Everybody's flat-footed. When you got a back post, you know, score, it's because the goalie doesn't see it from behind. He's looking at the every side. He's looking at the sidelines, and that's how those goals were scored. Crosses, boom, go in. Uh, Matt Turner played very well. Uh, I don't know, and I was I've been asking that question: Is Greg Berhalter the man to lead us into the next World Cup? I mean, he's done nothing that's fireable. You know, like the Mexican manager, he was mm-hmm. let go after they failed to qualify or failed to advance to the group stage. I mean, out of the group stage. Uh, but the lineups are, he had a great game plan against England, who scored six goals on a run. Yep. But he, he, he does things that, you know, make you scratch your head. And that, and listen, what we're doing right now is what all of Britain does on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning when they see the lineups come out for the manager. Goes, Ah, oh, this bloody manager. <laughs> what is he thinking? Ah, oh, he's putting this guy. This guy shouldn't be out on the field. What's it? You know, you got to do that. How was that British accent? It was okay. It eh. tended a little more Irish there. Really? <laughs> I was British. I've been watching a lot. Of, there's, there's a great, if you haven't watched, there's a great uh, documentary. Yeah, it's a documentary called Welcome to Wrexham. Ryan Reynolds yeah. bought a, uh, a Welsh soccer team. And it's called soccer, by the way. I think we've, Proven that by tying the English and the you know, the commercials have been they've been have great been fun they've been very fun but so he buys an Irish soccer team and I mean not an Irish, Irish Welsh Welsh. So, uh, Welsh soccer team and yeah, those accents man it's hard, it's tough to nail because you know Robin Williams had no problem with it he got the Scottish because <laughs> to me it's the difference the, the Scottish, the Scottish and, the, and the Irish the yeah. Irish so it's 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 great so you've been hearing a lot of Welsh and sometimes they have to put subtitles because yeah. you don't understand what the guy's saying he's per- speaking. English, just he's speaking too fast, yep. and some idioms that we don't know. But it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but no, so what they, so what Berhalter does every every time he puts a lineup out there, and we look at it, it's like we know for you know in American sports, we know what a football lineup is going to be. We know who our starting eleven mm-hmm. are going to be. We know you know in basketball who your starting five is going to be. The only thing that comes close to it is okay. You know, maybe not on day-to-day, but even the postseason in baseball, you know, where a manager may put somebody in the order. But the guy's going to be there. Doesn't mean that, you know, sometimes they do set a guy down. I'm going to put, you know, I'm going to sit this guy down and put this guy. It's a better matchup. And you're, and that's the only thing that could maybe comes close, but it's not, 
Well, I mean, we, we suffered through Don Mattingly's lineups oh, all season. So. He's gone already. Let, <laughs> let it go, dude. Let it go. So we, I know what you're talking about. No, it's let it go. Uh, but no, but that's... Let's bat Avi clean up again <laughs> on his first day back after an extended injured... No, no, what is it? Uh, yes, no, not... Yeah, the injured list. The IL now. Coming in May, Jorge, <laughs> Jorge's ran against Skip Schumacher. <laughs> Coming soon to a podcast near you. Um, yeah, there's. Um, so that's what the that's what the the English fans do. They release the, the lineups and they 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 criticize. Why is this guy there? Why is this guy not you know on the roster? Why is he not? Mm-hmm. Why isn't he play? Why is he playing this kind of formation? Uh, but that's part of the fun. But the World Cup in itself. Listen, we. I, I was talking last month. I don't know how it's going to affect the school. These kids, you know, obviously can't watch video, but they they're on their iPads and they know what the scores are. I walk in a classroom and they're like, hey, Father, Father, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's 2 nothing. It's 2 nothing. Th- this team. I'm like, how do you know? On the iPad. I'm like, all right, don't tell your teacher. You know, getting, gathering together at dismissal, what usually we had to 2 o'clock, so the first half would be ending during dismissal, right. and they're watching it. And I put it on for the 6th graders last week and the 5th graders. They were cheering everything. I'm like, there's nothing going on. There, somebody fell to me. Hey, they cheered. I'm like, why, why are you cheering? There was one time we, I think it was a Brazil match, that they scored and everybody went crazy. I was like, <laughs> all right. That's fun, though. They'll it remember that. They'll they remember will. That. Listen, I, I went to Lourdes, you know, all girls' school last Thursday, Wednesday. For to hear confession, I walked in the cafeteria to say hi to some former students. Bunch of girls on their iPads watching the World Cup. Yep. It's a global thing. Yep. And we asked this question a couple weeks ago Has it surpassed the Olympics? Yeah. I mean, as a global phenomenon, mm-hmm. more people are watching it. Yep. Even if your country's eliminated, boom. Yep. So Netherlands, tough team. They they have maybe something that defense that maybe hold. They wouldn't face. I don't know. They wouldn't face uh, France until the final. And Argentina, Messi is just Messi. You know, that's just you know, no pun. It's just Messi. Yeah. Is Messi. He's yep. just he's he's amazing. And still, we haven't gotten confirmation if he's coming here. Early this morning, Ronaldo is going to sign with a Saudi team oh, for wow. $200 million, two and a half years of work. Wow. Selling his soul to the Saudis. So, you know, he's going the, the route of the live tour. Yeah. You know, <laughs> going over there to get all that money. And like, this guy, did the guy need an extra $200 million? I mean, I guess so. So that's a World Cup. I, I, I really do think France is. You know, I, don't, I don't see anyone stopping him. Brazil, like I said, they got to get their people healthy. They are, they are strong, out. strong, strong. That's it. So the Heat, they won a big game at Boston on Friday. We watched it here at the fair. And Jimmy Buckets, oh, Jimmy Buckets, he looked great. Having him out there first yep. game back, he hit some big shots. We should not have gotten to overtime, but Boston made what was close to a, uh, what was close to a mid-court uh, shot. Uh, you know, at the end of regulation, he scored a three and tied it, and thankfully won in overtime because that was just, Wow, it was a good game. We were watching it, Jimmy making plays, nice. and uh, we just keep the gotta keep the boys healthy and keep the lads healthy, and uh, we should be uh, we should be okay. So we'll keep watching the World Cup, Dolphins big game against the Chargers, and um, do I have anything else? Panthers won a late game in Seattle on Saturday night. Which you were they played the Kraken. I saw that five one five one. Yeah, they five played one. well. They right, played. Whose who's phone is more active this week? Yours or Kim's? Kim Eng, our yeah. the Marlins general manager. Yeah, winter, I think my phone meetings. is. I think my phone is more active. It's been more active during this podcast. 
just do something. Hey, can do we something. say that Fred McGriff was elected to the Hall of uh, Fame last night? That. Crime and, dog. You know who was second? Don Mattingly. <laughs> but he, but Does he, he belong in the Hall of Fame as a player? As a player, yeah. Oh, good for you. As a player, yeah. As a manager, no, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> I think that the thing is the thing that this committee only meets every three years. So the next time they meet is 2025. I read Greg Maddox on that committee, Theo Epstein on that committee. It's respectable baseball people. And I was reading somebody this morning, Joe Sherman of the New York Post, saying, you know, this. I think the committee sh- you know, sent a message say they kept Bonds and Clemens and, Less than four votes. and McGuire, McGuire down to, to yep. you know, they they could vote for most. I don't know how they could, but they need over 75%. Yep. And it's not a big committee. It's not, not like 16 of them. They, yeah, need, it, they need 12 votes. Yeah, 12 votes. So I think they Don, kept them low. I think Donnie Baseball got eight. So it just goes to show you these guys are not getting in. Yep. They're not getting in. Unless something drastic changes, they're not getting in. Uh, Kim Meng, got to make some moves. This week is a winter meetings. Judge, when Judge signs, there have been the, some minor The dominoes signings. will fall. Jacob DeGrom signed that big contract. Yeah. You know, Father Andrew said he's going to purgatory over there in, in Texas. Yep. Kind of like A-Rod did when he left Seattle. Um, go get paid, young man. And But Texas is not going to be Texas. You know, you're in Houston's division. Yep. And they got Jose Abreu. Did we ever have a chance on Jose Abreu? No. No, come on. Do we have a chance with Brian Reynolds? Do you know? I don't even know. I mean, I yeah. I know the name, but it's like eh, doesn't like move the move the needle for me. And uh, Xander, Xander Bogarts, that that you know that name. But we do we have a chance? No. Does he leave Boston? No. I mean, would will Boston do something to keep him? See, Boston only had one bad year. They were in the playoffs a year before. Hot stove, baby. I know. I know you're excited to see the meltdown in Boston if they lose Xander. There's another player on Boston because they will. They will. Who's the other player in Boston? They will torch the team if they let him. They like let Mookie Betts walk. Yep. Which like, how do you let go of Mookie Betts? Yep. When you're printing money in Fenway, it's not. This is not the Marlins. Mm-hmm. It's Boston. So, hot so so yes, my phone will be more active. Than, <laughs> I mean, I hope it isn't. I mean, they're they're there. They're there inside. They can talk to each other. I know. In person. I know. They're there. Uh, God, I gotta see something. Just make anything. Something. Something, Kim, please. I'm begging you. I'll buy tickets. I have a beef with the Marlins about the tickets. Black Friday, the tickets were supposed to be Oh, yeah. That's... And it was limited. Finally, they did change it. They did. We're, we're a little honest now. Limited individual tickets on sale. Yeah, but that's not how they rolled out the campaign. No, it was like, oh, single, single, single tickets, game on, tickets sale. on sale. And the thing is, the only tickets on sale are behind home plate. $90 <laughs> and above. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not paying that amount of money to go see. Oh, you know, the equivalent of a triple-A team right now. Come on. It's, I mean, yeah, you're going to see a Cy Young player on, open, uh, yeah. on opening day. T- yeah, but who's surrounding him? That's the question. There was a, a trade rumor with a catcher yesterday. I don't know who it was, but hot stove. Okay, we've already bored our audience. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, I can't believe we made it through this podcast, you know, almost an hour. We're still awake. We're still awake. Or the, yawns, the yawns are coming. Yeah, they're coming. So prepare the way for the Lord. We will be back next week, we hope, you know, to uh, do uh, another podcast. Hopefully, we have voices. Hopefully, we've survived our. We have, Jorge and I have a crazy weekend in store. So, uh, another one, because, you know, we just, we can't have another quite, one. We can't have quite another weekends. one. So, what are you doing practically, interiorly, to repair the way for Jesus Christ? May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.